Hi, my name is Stephanie Crane, and I'd like to welcome you to the inaugural episode of From Illumination to Innovation, where we explore the cross-section of personal growth, business success, and purposeful living. Today, we'll be talking about abundance mindset with my two guests, Irene Riad, who is a success mindset coach, and Michelle Sleds, who works with a human resources organization and is a networking guru. Thanks for joining us and on with the show. Thank you. Today, we're going to be starting with our illumination segment. And I have Mrs. Irene Riad on. She is the owner and founder of SightSet. Um, and I'm going to turn it over to Irene to talk a little bit more about what SightSet is and what she does with SightSet and who she does it for. Thank you, Irene. Thank you, Stephanie. It's a pleasure to be on your show. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, so what do I do? Who am I? That's Who am I is like my key question that I always ask myself and ask my clients. So uh, SightSet is um, a, a self-mastery coaching institute, and we uh, focus on working with uh, entrepreneurial leaders uh, who are having uh, life-significant setbacks to live their legacy um, in their work or in their business. Um, and uh, this work was really inspired by who am I? So I'm someone who had this entrepreneurial flair for such a long time, having worked in the corporate world for 20 years. And at some point, uh, two years ago, I made the decision to step out. And I really felt like I wanted someone beside me who would have walked my walk. Uh, so I'm kind of bringing in the work that I've done on myself. So the inner work of um, how to live my legacy, having life significant setbacks. Um, not that we have to clear up all those um, setbacks or all the challenges that we've had in life in order to live our legacy. I think they both go in hand. And I actually uh, promote the idea that all this wisdom that we have from all the challenges in our life, uh, personal and professional, is such a powerful uh, foundation even mm -hmm. uh, that gives us that energy uh, to build that legacy and live our legacy now uh, and serve people. Absolutely. And today we're here talking about abundance mindset. And that's sort of the theme mm -hmm. of our show. And I really wanted to talk to you because you do work with so many successful people. And I wondered how abundance mindset comes into play with the work that you do when you're working with people who have already obtained success. Yes, it's foundational because um, people who've worked with success have their own definition of success. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean abundance. So reviewing what success means for each person is a key step in the process. So entrepreneurial leaders are successful in the fact that they've opened a business, um, they may reach certain financial goals, market goals, um, innovative goals. And usually when they're coming uh, to me and we're working, uh, contracting or agreeing what we're going to work on, abundance to them means that freedom 
of um, freedom in terms of inner freedom, that inner freedom of peace, power, and prosperity. So it's the peace, power, and financial freedom to do the work they love without burning themselves, without the overwhelm. Mm-hmm. No, that really makes sense. Yeah. That really makes sense. Do you find that they have that awareness when they come to you? Like, is that something that they know they're struggling with? Or is that something that you help reveal or eliminate through your process of working with them? Yeah, in most cases, they have some awareness. um, And they um, have different meetings with abundance. Some do mean financial abundance, and then they they're very they come with that. And I um, introduce the other kinds of abundance that need to come with it, such as inner abundance of peace and inner abundance of power, knowing that you have all the commands that you want to see in the world starts within and financial abundance becomes a reflection. So some come with the um, understanding that they want financial abundance. And I have um, other entrepreneurs who are already successful. And when they hear abundance, because I talk about abundance mindset, your mind opening up possibility and you enjoying your life. Mm-hmm. And so they come with the awareness that I'm not really enjoying the quality of life that I'm looking for. And I still want to maintain that financial level I'm on, but I don't want to be doing it with burnout, overwhelm, self-doubt, and all the other, um, you know, intense feelings that come with uh, growth. I'm curious when somebody comes to you and they have this awareness, what type of resistances do you see come up? Because they might be aware, you know, that they're having this challenge, but they're still coming to you because they need support. And so what, you know, what, what are your experiences in that area? And what do you find people are really most challenged by or what resistance comes up the most around abundance specifically? And especially the way that you talk about it in terms of whole life abundance and not just specifically financial abundance. Yeah, it shows up mainly as doubt. So they doubt that, you know, there is that possibility of having both together, this balance of a very... Uh, good financially free um, life with an equally good quality of life. So there's this doubt of um, could the two uh, join together? Could the two actually um, live together? Um, And then there's also the fear that they must let go maybe of possibly a little bit of financial freedom to be able to live the um, the quality of life of peace or power. So they're kind of connected. Um, And these are the two that really come up in the conversation. So it's almost this idea that you can't have all of everything, that you really have to choose abundance in one area of your life. That's sort of what it sounds like. Like If they have reached financial abundance, um, the ideal of having to let go of something creates more of a fear obstacle for them. How does that fear obstacle? So when they're at that state of financial abundance and and then that fear obstacle in this other area comes up in their life, how does that affect the abundance they're already having? Like, 
Well, they're not enjoying the financial freedom. Um, And so part of the actual question is to understand what is the purpose of their financial freedom? What is that big why? And that's where I kind of bring in that, what are you living for? What legacy do you want to live now so that it can carry on, whether it is in your own family generation, if they're not married with kids, what do you want to leave the world or leave other people? And I feel that in the busyness of life, in the rush of one thing to the other, um, this kind of becomes less uh, a topic that they talk about with anyone and they it gets diluted And it becomes all about what's the next big shiny um, target that I'm going to get, the next big uh, client or the next market I'm going to penetrate or acquisition I'm going to do. Instead of kind of exploring inward, they keep externalizing it outward and really kind of trying to find that purpose outside of themselves, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. how How do you help them? start to go inward? How do you help them start to take a look at how, one, how abundance shows up in their life and where it doesn't? But also, I think that the thing that popped into my head when you were answering that last question was the ideal of diminishing returns. It's like they have all this financial abundance, but if they're not gaining any joy from it, then it's sort of, if you put it in an ROI sense, you're really not getting your return on investment for all of the energy and effort you put into it. So that was the, that was just sort of what popped mm-hmm. into my head like a business mind. I'm like, well, you know, so how do you get that full ROI of abundance, right? Like your full return mm-hmm. on investment. And, and what do you do specifically for your clients? Like, can you talk a little bit about how you help guide them through that and into that mindset to expand that mindset, I guess? Absolutely. So when you were speaking about ROI, what, um, what I also was uh, what thought of is usually people, you know, work so hard, get all this money, and then their health suffers and then they're spending it all on their health. <laughs> that is such a good point. Oh my gosh. That is really- a lot of us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and so the process that I um, work with, it is, it's actually a process uh, called individuation. It's a term coined by uh, Carl Jung, the, the psychologist. And what individuation is about, it's helping the person realize um, that the world is abundant and they are abundant if they choose to think that way. And it seems illogical, not so rational, and it isn't. It's based on spiritual foundations of actually abundance. And I see abundance as a spiritual way of being. Mm -hmm. And so individuation as a process, usually I work with clients roughly around six months. And I, I would meet them on a frequency that it suits both suits them mainly. Sure. Um, but it's a process of getting to understand where they want to go and then um, helping them understand their psyche, uh, the voices in the head, whether it's the ego, uh, the persona that they're putting on, or the soul, the voice of the soul, that's whisper, intuition. Um, defining what is ego, soul, and all that on the process. But in that process, it's understanding um, who they are at the beginning. Mm -hmm. What's that persona look like? Um, And then understanding the fears, because then there's a process that we look at. What is uh, the resistance behind um, becoming abundant or believing they're abundant or working in that 
state of being abundant. And that's a shadow area we look at. It's the stuff that has been pushed aside or hidden because of certain upbringing. And um, there's a point in time where the ego and the shadow integrate. They become one. So we don't, for example, push away um, um, the uh, feeling of being helpless or poor. So if we're pushing away uh, lack or pushing away uh, being afraid uh, to be uh, poor, not having enough financial uh, abundance in life, it'll show up in some in some shape or form in life. So we understand the ego, the shadow, you integrate it, and then you open up space to create and connect to your soul or your consciousness. There are many ways, or your love. There are many ways you could name the soul. That makes sense. And so you're really helping your clients go deeper and look at themselves from a more holistic perspective. And so when you talk about, when you talk about the ego for the sake of our audience, can you just a little bit more describe how we look at the ego um, and, and also how much, how much we should care about our ego, why it's important? Yes. So, so the ego is a very important part in our psyche. In, in our mind is not just the brain. Our mind is everywhere in our body. So our ego is part of that psychology of the mind and in the first half of our life our ego is uh being nurtured and cultivated and it's very essential we're not we don't want to eliminate the ego or attack the ego it is extremely important without it we can't survive we die so it's very important to have an ego and the ego is the part of us that we cultivate uh the first half of the life let's say up until you're around 25 it's when your um, your character is being uh, created and your functions of the brain are still being developed. At that time, um, by human evolution, there is a point in time where you're now entering a phase where um, the ego has created a persona or a personality in the, in the name of what people know. This personality is how you like to be perceived, the impact you have on people and so forth. And that's all great. The second half of life is larger than the ego. It's larger than just your work in how you show up as a personality. There's some bigger calling that requires you to quieten the ego a little bit because you also have a soul. So that's the conscious, the consciousness of who you are is also a, um, a part of the psyche less talked about right and more felt when you kind of say I started listening to my intuition or my heart you might sense it in your heart my heart is telling me this but because we're in the corporate world and just general in business we tend to want to listen to our thinking mind Mm -hmm. Uh, education has been all about cultivating the thinking mind Uh, so we've uh, learned to less and less listen to the whispers of the soul or what the soul wants um, and what the heart desires. And the second half of life is where we eventually um, uh, find out we're not really as happy as we thought we were with all the financial freedom um, and something is missing. 
-hmm. And so helping us understand that we are not the ego, that is a part of our psyche, uh, helps us detach from that personality we've been so careful to create uh, and kind of project out in the world. We detach less uh, because we realize we're much whole than that. We're much bigger than that. And then stepping away from the ego is a process because it is scary. Mm -hmm. We're starting to do things that are very different, which might feel uncomfortable in the body. Um, and we're creating a new sense of identity, really, mm -hmm. of who we are. Uh, and that's by relating more to the soul part of you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that explanation. I think that the word ego has a lot of connotations and mixed connotations. And I think it's really important for us, um, especially as coaches and people working to help elevate um, other people's purpose and the way that they are able to express themselves. I think it's a really important message for us to be able to educate people on and help them understand um, what these aspects of our psyche, how they affect us, what they are, and, and how we can really be empowered by understanding them better and with more clarity. So I appreciate you giving that explanation. It was really, really thoughtful. Um, so I'm curious for you, like if you, how do you personally activate an abundance mindset in your own life? Do you have any practices? Do you have any things that you do for yourself that keep you in that frame of mind? And um, just if you can speak to that a little bit, just from a more personal perspective as a coach. Absolutely. Um, so I work on various ways. So one of the tools or one of the things I, I use is a, a visualization, a, an audio visualization that I listen to. Um, and it's about uh, abundance mindset. Um, it's and, and it talks about how my mind is creating my success. Um, so when I listen to it, it's just 15 minutes, it kind of prompts me, my mind, prompts my ego to focus on abundant success. And it kind of sets the tone of my day. So I, I listen to that in the morning. And I listen to a variety of things. One is around abundance mindset. Yeah. The other is around um, my creative vision. Hmm. what it is that I want to create. Very nice. <laughs> and there are other there are other things that I reflect on when in my work uh, practically is that I notice whenever my mind is giving me indications that um, I'm going to lose a client mm. or competition is too big or nobody wants my services. All these thoughts, and they come because we're human and we get affected just naturally by, by life, the, the rhythm of life. So when the rhythm is not too bubbly, I mean, not a lot is happening, mm -hmm. um, a part of me naturally will come up and say, well, why am I not able to do this and that? So I'm very conscious when that voice comes and that part of me voices a concern. And... The key here is that I'm also very conscious that that is a voice of an ego that is protecting me, scared that if I don't change my ways, mm -hmm. I'm going to have the lack or the 
not find enough uh, finances or not be in peace. And, and um, being conscious that that is a voice, it's quite a younger voice. It was developed in my younger years because ego is developed in your first half. So I know that my ego is developed in my up until, let's say, my 25 years of old mm-hmm. age. Um, I'm compassionate with it. I understand why it's thinking that way. Um, I do have a dialogue in my head that goes off. And then I remind it, okay, no, I'm much older now. I'm almost double that. Mm -hmm. And I can create um, and um, not be attached to what the world is giving me in the moment, believing that my abundance is coming. And, and that's work in progress. That's almost everyday work in progress. Absolutely. But such a practical solution, honestly, something, and, and, and I, it's one of those things that sounds simple, but we know that it's really difficult to kind of have that higher level of awareness and then, and then to hold yourself accountable to it, to, to say, Hey, and, and to your point, I love that you say, you know, having compassion with that voice because you know who she is and you know where it's coming from, but you're still the authority. You're still coming in and saying, hey, you know, that's great. They, we felt that way, but we also know we feel different. <laughs> we also know more. We know more now, right? And we can act on what we know when we know, when we have more awareness, when we are able to illuminate, you know, we can then truly innovate in our lives. And so- absolutely. I'm curious if you have any kind of final words on abundance mindset um, that you want to leave us with. This is, I think this has been a fantastic interview and I really appreciate you coming and and sharing with me. I I know I, one thing that we didn't talk about is that Irene is on the other side of the pond, so to speak. So she's, (laughs) she's, she's calling from, you know, entirely different country, entirely different environment. And it's great to get perspective, I think, from all over, because uh, as she's mentioned earlier, we're all human. And these are issues that come up for us almost in any Mm -hmm. culture that we're in and in any space that we're in. You know, these are universal issues and challenges that we have. So with that that message, you know, do you have any like final words on abundance mindset or anything that you'd like to add just even about yourself and your own business? Yeah. um, So yeah, calling from Albania, but culturally, I'm from Egypt and the UK and I studied um, in an American system. So I've got a whole uh, cultural mix that I tend to tap into, born in Saudi Arabia. So uh, lots of cultures um, are within me. And um, as you said that, I was thinking, how could abundance be um, resonating in in the different cultures? and I think, I think what comes to me is that it, we're all human. We're all much more similar than we are different. And the similarity is that we have a psyche and we, our mind is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, what is in your mind, the state of your being, so mind and body, the state of your being, how conscious you are of your mind and how conscious you are of your body um, allows you to uh, move courageously in the difficult situations when you're in discomfort because you know that reality is not just what you're um, 
seeing outside in the world. You can create a reality that's going to be reflected mm-hmm. with continuous practice and um, consistency in how you think and show up. So it's just realizing what is that creative vision you want of yourself? Mm-hmm. What is that legacy you want to live? Feel it. Really get your mind into it. Feel it in your body. Connect to it on a soul, heart, really level. And that act of five minutes a day, just connecting to it, um, moves you in that direction um, without you doing really a lot more hard work. Mm -hmm. And every human, whatever culture, um, it works the same way. That's that's fantastic feedback. Thank you for that. So... If anybody wants to reach out to you or learn more about your services, how can they do that? Irene, do you have a website, a place that, can you go ahead and tell us? Yeah. (laughs) So the web, my website, please reach out. Um, Of course, I'll have this information too, but I just want to, you know, for listening, you know, if they want to find out. (laughs) Sure. So my website, www.sitechet.com. Please connect. And there is also a a free uh, questionnaire that kind of starts this process if, if they're interested, help them kind of connect with their ego and their shadow. And then that helps us, um, on a, on a chat that is also free, I offer it because that's kind of what I feel my calling is, is just to bring a little awareness everywhere. Um, and on LinkedIn, if they if they're on LinkedIn, they can connect with me, Irene Riyad, and on Instagram. So Irene Riyad as well, and Sightset. Excellent, Irene. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show. Um, I think the conversation's been fantastic. And I know you're doing great things in the world. And I... I appreciate that. I have a lot of gratitude for you. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much, Stephanie. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming on to my show today. Uh, Michelle Sleds is our innovation guest for today. And we're talking about abundance mindset. Michelle is a... I got to look at my notes. Business performance advisor. (laughs) That's okay. We're human here. We use notes. Michelle is a business performance advisor, and she works with a large privately held um, human services organization. And I am sure in the context of that, she can talk about abundance all day long. But what drew me to Michelle and why I really wanted to bring her onto the show is my experience in working and seeing Michelle in the networking environment. Um, I think of Michelle as sort of a networking guru, honestly. And the way that you bring people together, um, the way that you connect, I I see that as abundance in and of itself. So my first question for you, Michelle, is can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and add anything to my introduction? Thank you for the great introduction, Stephanie. Uh, Yes, so I grew up, you know, I guess having a background with a lot of different entrepreneurs in my life, you know, family, line of different entrepreneurs, and also coming from a third world country growing up, you know, I was exposed to so many different things in life. And um, as far as how I got to where I am now, it taught me a lot of different point of views, 
you know, different ways, different challenges. Mm -hmm. And I think that really was a crucial part of why I, you know, perhaps excel in the networking space because that allowed me to be able to relate to people, mm -hmm. you know, and, and really just have a, a deeper level of appreciation for people, different backgrounds, you know, and, and um, I appreciate also learning about their stories and getting to know people. And ultimately, uh, it's really important that the relationship aspect is there and, and, you know, just, that's just the piece I think right there is the key for me is, you know, finding ways, whatever that looks like, so everybody's going to have different styles and you're going to come across different personalities. And so just, you know, being intentional and about building a relationship with people who share your values, mm. who kind of share some commonalities with you and to a greater purpose. It sounds wonderful. And, and I'm curious for yourself, do you have a definition for abundance mindset? To me, abundance mindset means that you are not limiting yourself to a certain type of, you're not putting yourself in a box. Mm. Like you have this blissful mindset about the greater good. And, and you, you know, you try to learn about different resources that are around you uh, and how you can put that in a good purpose. And, and, and also when you reach out and connect with a lot more people, there's a lot of wealth of knowledge that you can learn from that. And also the, the abundance of even the reward that you get from that, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not just something that, you know, one thing or another, you also, it's about open-mindedness mm -hmm. about, just everything, like in life in general, having that open-mindedness and, and really um, appreciating that, you know. I think, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And one of the things for me that, for you that stood out to me when I first, one, I was introduced to you through networking, somebody, somebody you knew that you had networked with introduced us, which was great. And, um, and when I went to a networking event that you hosted, there was so much purpose in that event. And having experienced so many different networking events, and I, I honestly, I had gotten to a point where I, I sort of dreaded the the sort of chit chat or the non-structured aspect of it, or just, you know, there's a lot of value in, in meeting people and getting to know them in different spaces and stuff like that. But you put together networking events where... It, it feels purposeful both in the people that you've drawn together and also the goals for the events themselves. So can you talk a little bit about kind of what got you into that? What got you into building more purposeful networking events in particular, and then how you sort of identify people and invite them and bring them into your, into your circle, so to speak. Well, first of all, Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing, you know, your feedback about our networking event. <laughs> I, it's the best compliment ever to hear that from, you know, someone within the group, right? And then really, truly appreciate that and recognize the difference because we, we do want to make a difference. Um, going back to your question about how we ended up creating this group and well, what's the purpose of it and so forth. Um, I started with my company about a year ago. And of course, it's the starting over, right? Mm -hmm. But I really wanted to be more involved in the community as well. And for me, there's a greater purpose than just having a job, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> to me, I wanted to, and I think everybody can relate to this. When COVID happened, you know, it's just a 
time for reflection, you know, and it just so happened that particular moment in time in my career, I was, I was in a space where I was happy with it, but I was no longer growing. And also I felt like I reached a point after 11 years that I was limited mm. you know, I felt limited. So I wanted to do something that will help me grow and also be more involved in the community, you know? So when I got together, I attended another networking event in one of the chambers. Mm-hmm. I had the uh, opportunity to meet a couple of great people. Uh, my very first contacts, you know, having my new role. And we had, you know, I always encourage everybody to ask when you, when you go to a networking group, ask individual people there to have coffee with you afterwards and really be intentional about getting to know them. Because mm-hmm. on the surface, when you meet at these group large group events you really don't get to have an in-depth understanding of you know who that person is what they specialize and how can you help you know and usually it it pays it back right Mm -hmm. so um so i got to sit down with them and one of them happened to be uh they're both from you know university here local in the central texas region and um we just both like well the three of us all realized that we actually are looking for a different type of networking group that has much more like clear purpose and also where everybody's is a win-win for everybody. Mm-hmm. And also what we found is that sometimes you attend some networking groups. They're all great. They're, yeah. aim, you know, they're aimed for the same purpose of connecting people, but mm-hmm. you don't get to have a voice. You don't really get to share ideas. You know, there's just some things that are missing. And also there's not much room to really build relationships. Right. So, and more importantly, you know, in the business world, a lot of the business owners and CEOs, they're usually on their own island. Mm. They don't get to really, I, a lot of the time, aside from the uh, scarcity with time, right? They don't have um, awareness of all the local resources around them. Mm-hmm. Some of the times they uh, come across a problem or a challenge right in front of them. They don't know who to go to or it gets put off because of that, right? So... We wanted to have a place where business essential professionals, you know, get to connect and collaborate with business owners and CEOs so they can be more of a community mm-hmm. setting, you know, instead of just a, a brief meeting here and there. And, and, and I, I think what helped is that I've worked with a lot of business owners for over 20 years here in Austin. So I've heard a lot of different pain points from them directly, sure. you know. Uh, anywhere from small, medium size to even large scale size uh, business owners and CEOs, and so, and and their their hesitation to to attend one of those, they don't sometimes see the value in it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why we are, you know, it took us almost a year before we launched the this group, this networking group, so that we can really be, uh, you know, meticulous about how to organize it and structure it, and and what would would make sense yeah it's definitely clear that a lot of thought went into it and i think it's interesting you brought up scarcity and when we talk about abundance mindset scarcity is sort of the 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 kryptonite to abundance right is this idea that you don't have enough time you don't have enough resources you don't have enough you don't have enough and one of the things that strikes me with you is i i'm sure it's not true i'm sure that it, it you you seem to move through life without a sense of time scarcity. And, and, and what I mean by that is that, I, I mean, I have 
I've called upon you to meet. I've called, I asked you to do this podcast today at the last minute and you were available. And when I see you connect with other people, it's like, it's very clear that you do what you say. You take the time to get to know people because I watch the way that they engage with you. And it takes time to do that. There is a time investment in that. And so I, for, I would like you to maybe speak to that a little bit. One, is my perception wrong? Or, or, are, you, um, are you time scarce? Or do you approach time with abundance? And, um, what, and what's the return on investment? And how do you look at that? Because to me, it seems like it's a real aspect of how you live abundance in your life. Yeah, so basically, I just, my philosophy in life is shoot for quality, not mm -hmm. so much quantity, mm -hmm. right? And... You know, in my previous role, I was in the commercial construction industry space, right? Mm -hmm. Prior to being in there, I had faced a lot of different uh, setbacks and a lot of different, um, you know, challenges also being a female in the industry. But also, it was, um, I was, I was a network development director. And I, my role is, I was given the largest territory in Central Texas. And I had to be able to produce more compared to my counterparts. But not only that, I had to deal with the challenges, just so many different, you know, me not really having that much familiarity with the commercial construction space, mm -hmm. even though the, the role was not new to me. It's like starting over. Mm -hmm. And I had to make a really important choice. You know, I could either make that space be more transactional or I could make it more you know, like solid foundation, right? And to me, just like in anything you build in life, right? Mm -hmm. It takes time, but every reasoning that you put behind what you do, all the actions, all the meanings you put into it matters. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to yield your immediate results right away. Mm -hmm. It won't. But, but if you keep the end in mind at all times and you look at the bigger picture and, and also you're building a quality foundation. If you just focus on that, everything you do revolves around good quality foundations yeah. and every decisions you make and every priorities that you, you put into place. So whatever decisions, whether it be meeting with this person or not, or, or, or putting up a task or not, right? We have a sense, all of us are limited with time in a day. Mm -hmm. So however, you know, how we spend our time and what your priorities are, aligning those, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and thinking more of not the immediate gratification, but, but you know, why you chose a certain things in life that you do is, is focus on the quality and, you know, relationship takes time, you yeah. know, and, and so that's important to me, you know, mm -hmm. that is why I do what I do. I don't also put myself in a box. So, you know, my role can have a, you know, definite characteristics and, and obligations, but I don't limit myself to that. You know, mm -hmm. I think more of as a person, I, I'm given this role, you know, how can I execute it effectively to best represent my company plus also represent my values mm -hmm. and what I'm about? Because, you know, I feel that as a person, we all own our own universe. Yes. It's all our choices, you know, what we're willing to do, you know, and aligning our values is really important because that will help us give us more direction in life mm -hmm. and also strive for 
to work towards something that means a lot to us, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. And I, I'm curious if if you were going to extend advice based on what you just said to the entrepreneurs and the business owners and the people that you draw together and how they can start activating a value and, and especially like that abundance mindset, you know, that what would you what would you suggest to them just to get started or just to start shifting their perspective towards abundance? You know, I, I feel that everybody kind of have their own time, right? And and priorities every day, right? And we're we're all faced with so many different choices each day. However, if you do make the time to get to know people within your community as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you you open up doors to so many opportunities, you know, that that can go even beyond business, right? You mm-hmm. learn so much from everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I feel I feel that the best advice I could do is have an open mind. Mm-hmm. Um, also we all have our own cognitive biases. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that hinders us from growth. Right? That's a really good point. And there is nothing worse as a business owner to become stagnant mm-hmm. and, and to have a um, you know, uh, rigid mindset because you, that's where you can get stuck. Mm-hmm. So if you open yourselves up to more people in the community, you know, join a trusted group of you know, networking or associations or even chambers, you learn so much and also it'll help you adapt to the changes that are happening in our world every day. Mm. You know, it trickles to everybody. I mean, you know, consumer side, B2B space. You, when you are part of a larger network, you you gain so much abundance of knowledge, mm-hmm. so much uh, resources that you may not be aware of that could, could either be helpful for your business or somebody you know. Because I know a lot of business owners also talk to other business owners, right? Right. And we all share, you know, headaches and pain points. And sometimes it's just a matter of learning about something that could be helpful. You know, it makes life easier for all of us that way, right? I agree. Oh, I think that's great advice. And especially the talking about stagnancy and, and kind of getting into that mental rut. That I think it's real easy for businesses, especially when you've been doing something for a period of time and the world around you is changing and you're having a hard time sort of adapting to that change and maybe knowing what direction to move and that stagnancy, you know, really can hold you in place. So having that open mind and being, you know, when, again, one of the reasons, you know, thinking about you with abundance is just the idea of abundance around community is so important. And as we have become, you know, it's like we're so uberly connected and then completely disconnected. And I think we're having to learn how to reconnect. And that was, again, one of the reasons that I really enjoyed participating in your networking event, because there was an aspect of that that, you know, helped people do that, that kind of brought them into that process of like, hey, we're going to come together for purpose and we're going to give you each a space to have a voice and connect. And I really felt that it was a very, very palpable experience. And so I think we definitely need more of that right now. And and in that more meaningful, purposeful mindset of, you know, activating values and really, you know, really showing up as full people, like as, as whole humans, you know, in this right. in this space that sometimes tries to put us in these boxes. Um, 
I love, I love that. And I really appreciate that. I'm just grateful to know somebody like you. <laughs> you likewise, <laughs> likewise, Stephanie, I learned so much from you, you know, and, and I feel humbled and grateful. Right. I, I mean, it's interesting because I didn't know exactly how this was going to turn out. And, you know, all that we know is that, you know, starting this, we had great intentions. <laughs> you know, there's no guarantee. It could it could be a flop. Who knows? Right. And we never really know how it will relate to other people as well. But it's interesting because once we set it up and we start reaching out to people that we knew and then they start bringing in their people that they knew, mm -hmm. you know, what I found is that people gravitated towards that because we all share the same values. Mm. And so I feel very humbled and, and, and blessed that I got to, you know, I get to meet really good people like yourself. Right. And, and you can feel it in the room. Thank you. You know, so I, uh, yeah, I am very grateful. So um, do you have any final thoughts on abundance mindset as, as we wrap up our little interview and chat on this? Are there any final words that you'd like to share with, with our audience? And my, my, my suggestion, if there's anything I can think of that would be really important is keep an open mind and open heart, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and really embrace the uncertainty that comes with that. The embrace the, the you know the, the relationships that's gonna be you know that you're gonna be building, and embrace you know the community. Be be out there, just be more involved, and and that in itself will, will help businesses because business is about relationships, and also it will empower a lot more CEOs because they're opening up their minds to things that maybe if they're just within their own bubble, they mm -hmm. may not see. And so I feel that it's really important. And more importantly, get to meet really great people. You feel more at home when you, you know. It's really true. Yeah. And you just, in, in overall, I can see where people probably can enjoy it better when they feel more connected. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. You know, it was one thing that really stood out was when people were individual business owners were sharing at your group and there was a theme around what they were sharing and they all came there as entrepreneurs, which means they all came there as people who primarily work on their own alone without feedback. And, and I think in that space, it was really powerful for all of them to recognize that they were sharing the same challenges, the same problem, you know, and they could really, I, I think it, that aspect of feeling alone, feeling isolated, you know, in the business space. And then all you have to talk to is yourself. And often we don't always give ourselves the best messages. And so there's just a lot of like connecting those dots to how powerfully you can shift your own perspective just by exposing yourself to other people and recognizing that you really aren't isolated in some of the challenges that you might be having. I think that's one of the really powerful things that your networking group brought to light where I haven't seen that type of ability to connect people to each other so quickly and in a space where nobody knew each other as far as I could tell. <laughs> and so, so that was great. You know, I, I think I look forward to the next event and um, I really, really appreciate you coming on to my podcast. This is Thank you for our, having me. our first podcast. So um, you, you're, you're, I really appreciate you being my kind of podcast guinea pig.
Oh, it's been such a pleasure. I feel so honored. Thank you so much. And, and if people want to maybe follow, can they find you on LinkedIn or yes. is, is that okay? And yeah. and so, okay, great. Um, so Ms. Michelle Sleds, um, she is out there leading the world and network. We really appreciate you taking the time to hear great ideas from really smart people on how we can illuminate to innovate our lives and our businesses. If you want to follow us, you can find us on all major streaming channels. And if you want to learn more about Tapas Innovation, please visit us at www.tapasinnovation.com. That's tapasinnovation.com. Thanks a lot and vibrate higher. Bye.